On today's episode, Blackhawks captain Jonathan Taves recently sat down with Mark Lazarus of The Athletic to discuss his future here in Chicago. I'll be going over all the noteworthy details from that discussion. Then I'll also get into Max Domi's media introduction as a member of the Chicago Blackhawks. And to wrap things up, I will also unveil which Blackhawks youngster kicks off my top 10 prospects list. All that and plenty more right here on Locked On Blackhawks. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Friday, July 29th. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you can also go and check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talkin' Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And if you're listening to the audio version of today's episode and you like what you're hearing, then please be sure to go and show some support first by following the podcast, which will only take a quick couple of seconds, literally just a quick click of the button will be helping me out tremendously. Be sure to go and rate the show with five stars if you like what you're hearing today as well. And if you're tuning in through Apple Podcasts or through Spotify, then feel free to go and leave me a review. I always greatly appreciate getting some feedback from all you wonderful listeners out there. If you're a longtime listener of the show, a consistent listener, and you like what you're hearing, then please go and let me know by giving me a review. And also, best of all, it's 100% for free wherever you may be listening to your podcast, whether that's through Apple Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, etc. It's all 100% for free. And if you go and follow the show right now, then you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And if you're not already watching the video version of today's episode, then be sure to go and check out Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube because each episode moving forward, folks, is going to have a video attached to it as well. So if you haven't done so yet, please go and subscribe to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube. It would seriously mean more than all of you would know. Uh, also, go and smash the like button down below on this video and comment as to when you think Jonathan Taves is going to be moved and when his Blackhawks tenure is going to come to an end. Or if you think he's going to stick around, make sure to let me know why down below in the comment section. And last, turn on those push notifications. Go and ring the bell so that way you can get notified as soon as the episode gets uploaded to YouTube each and every day. All right, good morning, everyone. Thank you all for joining me on another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, your one stop shop for all things Chicago Blackhawks. And thank you all for making the show your first listen here to start off your day. Happy Friday, everyone. We're closing in on the weekend. I hope everyone's getting ready for some fun activities here in the next couple of days. I've already had my coffee this morning. I'm feeling good, ready to get through this Friday and then uh, head into the weekend, guns a blazing. Let's open things up here on the show this morning, folks. I wanted to begin with the recent sit down that Blackhawks captain Jonathan Taves had with Mark Lazarus of The Athletic to kind of provide a little bit of an update on his future here in Chicago, especially uh, after all the moves that Kyle Davidson in the front office has made over the past month or so. It's really 
become quite clear that this is a full scorched earth rebuild now in Chicago. Alex Dabrinkit's gone. Dylan Strome and Dominic Kubalik were let walk. Kirby Doc was traded as well. I mean, it's full-blown Squidward future mode. I mean, that's what the Blackhawks are in right now. It's it's quite clear. Um, so, and Jonathan Taves has had uh, <clears throat> an interesting past five or six months based on his comments that he's made regarding his future in Chicago. It's kind of irked a lot of Blackhawks fans out there based on what he said and um, kind of his unwillingness to commit to the Blackhawks organization. And he hasn't ever really said that he's wanted to stay here in Chicago, given everything that's going on right now. So uh, it's kind of becoming abundantly clear that Jonathan Taves isn't really on board with exactly the route that Kyle Davidson is trying to steer this ship. Um, but we'll, we'll get into that in, in some of his comments that he made to Lazarus in their one-on-one sit-down. But uh, first, I wanted to talk about kind of where Jonathan Taves thinks his game is at right now. And it sounds like he's, you know, been feeling really good for the most part. He's been working out daily down at Fifth Third Arena in Chicago. Uh, he was spotted a couple of times while the Blackhawks prospects were out there during their development camp. So, so all in all, just in comparison to last year, it feels like a whole lot of progress has been made from Jonathan Taze, which I think is the most you know important part for him to see <clears throat> how far he's come in just a year and how much of a struggle it was for him back in the beginning of the season when he went 25 games to open up the year without a goal. I mean, it must have been so frustrating, but. After he returned from that concussion, uh, down the stretch of the season, he was close to a point-per-game player once again and was really making an impact for the Blackhawks most nights, which was really good to see because uh, I know early on in the year there were a lot of people doubting that Jonathan Taze would ever get back to being uh, the, the two-way force that he was throughout the Blackhawks' dynasty era. So to hear how far that he's come in a year, I think that's kind of the most important part of this whole thing, that Jonathan Taves does seem like he's making some true progress here. And uh, an interesting part, too, was Lazarus mentioned how he brought up to Taves that he's, you know, now 34 years old, but uh, the Hawks captain says he's ready to go. He's physically prepared for a rugged 82-game season, ready to play that, as I mentioned, hard styled 200 foot game that was really the way that he made his living there for so long uh and he's also just ready to go out there and and prove everyone wrong you know there's a lot of people that that are saying he can't do it anymore but that's that's what's driving Taves at this point he he's really excited to get underway in October to show everyone that he still got it uh and if you know if you don't know that Jonathan Taves's confidence isn't going to uh wear away you know that's something that Blackhawks fans should know by now that Jonathan Taze is always going to have the utmost confidence in himself. And it's nice to hear that, you know, physically he feels a hundred percent ready. It sounds like to take on the grind uh, of a complete season next year. So in that aspect, Jonathan Taves is very ready uh, to get underway here in just a couple of months. However, the more noteworthy part of the interview for a lot of us Blackhawks fans was when Taze was asked if he is mentally prepared for what's going to happen with the Blackhawks on the ice this season, you know, with the team clearly looking at <clears throat> the bigger picture down the road and uh, they're never going to come out and blatantly say it, but they're tanking. They're trying to get a top three pick in next year's draft. I mean, 
that's the point of this. They know they got to get a superstar. I mean, you can get all the first round picks you want, but at some point you're going to have to get a game changer in there if you truly want to be a contender one day down the road. So the Blackhawks feel like a good chance to do that would be by landing a top three selection, hopefully one of the top two though, in the 2023 NHL draft. And uh, that part, you know, with the Blackhawks full on focus with the scorched earth rebuild future is all that's in mind. They're going to be patient. They're not going to rush anything. Um, that part is what Jonathan Taves doesn't sound like he's going to be on board with. And listen, I'm not going to bash Taser for what he said here. Um, basically, what he said was, you know, with this looking like it's going to be a five-year process, according to Kyle, that part doesn't sound appealing to me. And, you know, after all the turnover that the roster has gone through in the past five years, Taser said it's been really exhausting for him mentally. And it seems like a daunting task to go through that for five more years. Like, it just sounds like it's it's going to take a lot out of him. So. Well, he he didn't, you know, again, come out and say that he doesn't want to be part of the rebuild. It's clear at this point that, you know, he doesn't want to be part of the rebuild. He doesn't want to stick it out for the next five years. But I, I don't get how anyone can blame him at this point for, for making those type of comments. You know, I get that he's the captain of this franchise and he's been that for, you know, the greater part of his adult life and all he's known and his professional career has been Chicago as his home. I, I get all that stuff. But, you know, look at the moves the Blackhawks have made, not just this year, but in, in the past few years. I mean, it has to be infuriating to be one of the only pieces that has that's that's still here. Him and Patrick Kane. That's that's it at this point, folks. Um, And, and now what they've done this offseason, you know, he was already pissed about the Brandon Hagel trade. Then they go out and trade Alex DeBrinkett. They go out and trade Kirby Doc. Um, I don't, you know, if I was Jonathan Taze or if I was Patrick Kane, I would be furious with that too. I mean, I, I get what Kyle Davidson is trying to do here, but trading Alex DeBrinkett and Kirby Doc was not something that they absolutely had to do. Their back wasn't against the wall. They weren't pinned in a corner. I get why they did it, but for Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane, it's probably a, a much tougher pill to swallow. And that's saying something because us fans, especially for DeBrinkett, felt that connection and we're not even the ones that are in the locker room knowing Alex Dabrinkit truly as a person. Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane are, and I'm sure, you know, given his talents, that's someone they felt like was going to be here and going to be, you know, one of the pieces that this front office built around. And once they saw him traded, I'm sure that was a big time slap in the face that, wow, this is really, really happening. And this is clearly the direction we're going. So I don't get how anyone can really blame Jonathan Taves for making those types of comments, especially now that, you know, he, he's 34 years old. The clock is ticking. And I mean, he's Captain Sirius for a reason. We know all this guy cares about is winning. And it's probably not going to happen here in Chicago. I don't think how, I don't think it's reasonable for anyone. Fly right here. That's really driving me crazy, folks. I apologize. I swear I'm a fly ninja. I've caught like three in the past week and they drive me crazy. So I apologize. It kind of made me lose my focus. But Taze is 34 years old. The clock is ticking. And does anyone seriously expect him to wait around here in Chicago for five years, wait till he's 39 to try to win again with the Blackhawks organization? I mean, that would just be ludicrous. So aside from, you know, that comment where he said it doesn't sound that appealing to him, um, even that comment, there was nothing really here that I, I 
thought should catch Blackhawks fans by surprise. Because Taze spoke the honest truth, and I think a lot of us would be feeling the same way given we were in, in his shoes. So uh, I, I'm not going to blame him for making these these statements recently. You know, I, I would say the same thing if I was him, honestly. But um, it is just becoming more and more abundantly clear Blackhawks fans that Jonathan Taves, as well as Patrick Kane, their days in a Blackhawks sweater are more than likely numbered. All right, I think that takes care of Jonathan Taze's recent sit-down with Mark Lazarus of The Athletic to discuss his future here in Chicago. Coming up in just a moment, I will also get into Max Domi's introduction with the media on Thursday. But first, I got to talk to you all about Bet Online. It's that time of the year again, folks, as baseball season has officially taken over for the summer, and Bet Online has way more odds and info from game scores, totals, player performance props, to who the next fired manager is going to be, regardless of what you want to bet on. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all sports betting here in 2022. And it's not just baseball, from golf, boxing, esports, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2022 season. Bet online is both the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports in Vegas casino games. Bet online, where the game begins. All right, we're back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. Getting into segment two real quick, I also wanted to be sure to go over Max Domi's media introduction with the Chicago Blackhawks yesterday because. Uh, there were a couple of things that he said that I thought were worth discussion, discussing uh, on the show here this morning. First off, I want to announce that Max Domi is going to be wearing number 13 next season for the Blackhawks, his official hockey number. I know there are some people out there who always like to keep up with that stuff. So number 13 for Max Domi. He has previously, I think he just wore 16 with Carolina, but that number is currently occupied by Jujar Kara, so Domi is not going to request him uh, to, to give him number 16. He's just going to wear number 13 as a big Matt Sundin guy. Um, but the first thing, other than the jersey number, that really stood out to me was one of the first comments that Mags Domi made, actually. Uh, he talked about how, with Chicago, how badly he wanted to come here once the team named Luke Richardson as their next head coach. And we just continue to hear only good things about Luke Richardson. And I think it's telling how much respect and uh, how much players want to play for this guy. And I think that's going to be a really important part for the Blackhawks rebuild as this whole thing progresses, because something Kyle Davidson has talked about many times you know, we want to address the young players and the development process. It hasn't been good enough down in Rockford for the last near decade, basically. And, you know, we're not going to get better unless our prospect pool gets better and our development process gets better and our drafting gets better. We know we need to focus on that. But at the same time, once this team plans on getting competitive again, it can't just be all these youngsters together. You got to have veteran makeup in there, different parts. Each team's like a puzzle. You got to figure out how to put it together to make it one unit. And you can't just have all young players and expect it to work each and every time. Now, of course, young teams can go on runs. I'm not saying that, but 
you need to have veterans to kind of guide the ship along the way. And Luke Richardson being a coach that players want to play for, we know he's someone who commands respect, but as a player's coach, he doesn't play games. He's a smart coach, a former player. He just fits the part really well, I think, for what the Blackhawks are trying to do because he's someone who, as this rebuild goes along, players are going to want to come to Chicago not only because it's a big city, big name city, original six franchise with a lot of history, but because their head coach is someone that is player friendly and, and guys want to play for this guy. And we heard that from Mags Domi that, you know, once Luke Richardson was named their coach, he said, oh, I want to come to Chicago. I think that's very telling. And uh, I think that's going to be a very big key for the Blackhawks. Not now, but three to four years down the road, if Luke Richardson is still the head coach, knock on wood, um, I think that's going to be a big part of luring free agents to come here and kind of bulk the roster back up to make that playoff run. Also, I think a big part for it, too, is that Richardson understands the situation that the Blackhawks are in right now. I mean, he'd be a fool if he didn't understand that, you know, the team's probably not going to be on paper very good, but he's not someone who's just going to mail it in. And this is something that Jonathan Taves referenced in his sit down with Lazarus as well, was how excited he is to play for Luke Richardson, because he's had a convo with Luke and he knows that, you know, the team's going to work hard each and every day, and they're not going to go out there trying to lose. Like, players and coaches, they don't tank. Organizations tank. So the Blackhawks can do everything from the front office perspective to try and lose games, but Luke Richardson is going to have that mentality that we're going to work hard each and every night, and we're not going to give an opposing team anything. We're going to be the underdog most games, but we're going to play with a chip on our shoulder because no one expects us to do a whole lot there aren't expectations, and honestly, that's when a team can be dangerous. Now, I'm not saying this Blackhawks team is going to be dangerous, but that's the mindset that Luke Richardson is going to bring into the locker room, even though it's probably going to be ugly. And I think that's very key for the young players who are learning as well, that, um, look, it takes hard work. Regardless of what the final outcome is going to be, we're going to work hard, and I think that's such a key element to instill in these young players' minds at 18, 19, 20, 21 years of age that, hey, listen, we're going to give it all we got each and every game, never take any nights off. Who cares what people are saying about us? doesn't matter because we don't hear any noise inside this locker room. We're still going to give it our all, and we're trying to win games. We're not tanking in this locker room. That's not happening. So just from a, a lot of different perspectives for the young players, and to hear even Jonathan Taves say he's excited to get playing with Luke, and he's had a smile on his face when he said it because he knows Luke Richardson isn't trying to tank. He gets that, you know, it's going to be focused on the young players, but they're not trying to lose out there. And hearing Max Domi say that, you know, once they got Luke Richardson, he wanted to come to Chicago. I think it's just so telling of what kind of person and coach that Luke Richardson is. It really sounds like the Blackhawks got a good one here. And I'm super excited to, to see how it's going to go for Luke Richardson. And not in terms of wins and losses, but the mentality around the team, the work ethic, the defensive zone coverage, all that is going to be far more important than the wins and losses for the Blackhawks next season. And uh, I'm really excited to see how it's going to go for Luke Richardson. And like I said, sounds like we got a good one as our new head coach, Blackhawks fans, because we're already hearing players talk highly about Luke Richardson. And listen, Hopefully all goes well for the Blackhawks in this rebuilding process. And three, four, five years down the road, Luke Richardson will be helping 
land us superstars to fill out the rest of this team and to truly make a run for the Stanley Cup once again. All right, I think that takes care of Jonathan Taves uh, and Max Domi's comments regarding Luke Richardson, the new Blackhawks head coach. Coming up in just a minute, I still have to reveal number 10 on my Blackhawks top 10 prospects list. Welcome back to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. Getting into segment three now today, before I wrap things up, it's time to reveal which Blackhawks youngster is number 10 on my Blackhawks top 10, top 10 prospects list. So the past couple episodes that I've posted, folks, have been a crossover with uh, Carl Pavlock and Robin Leano from Lockdown Coyotes. Be sure to go and check out both parts of that conversation if you haven't done so yet. We talked a lot of good stuff about the Nick Schmaltz and the Dylan Strom trade from back in 2018. We brought up Brendan Perlini. Uh, and then we also referenced, you know, kind of where both of our teams are at, what we're looking to do this season. Obviously, the Yotes and the Hawks are competing for the Connor Bedard sweepstakes. So we talked about a lot of good stuff. Be sure to go and check out both part one and part two on my YouTube channel if you haven't done so already. And while you're there, if you're not subscribed to Lockdown Blackhawks yet, please be sure to take the quick two seconds and subscribe to the channel. It would greatly, I would greatly appreciate it more than all of you know. Um, but also, one of the episodes that I posted earlier this week, I talked about all the honorable mentions for my Blackhawks top 10 prospects list, something I do twice, three times a year. Um, I last did it at the end of the regular season in May, doing it again here in late July, early August. And then uh, the next time I'll probably do an updated prospects list will be sometime around the midway point of the season. But things have certainly changed a lot for the Blackhawks prospect pool since the ending of the 2021-2022 regular season. And if you listen to the episode, I believe that was on Monday or Tuesday. I think it was Monday. Uh, my, my honorable mentions list was a lot larger than it's been in the past years because of all the selections the Blackhawks made in the 2022 NHL draft and also some of the recent additions they've made as well. Uh, but for a quick recap, some of the players that I had in my honorable mentions list, I had Michael Tepley, Jalen Lipin, Sammy Savoie, Paul Ludwinski, Nolan Allen, Jakob Galvis, Landon Slager, Ethan Del Mastro, Colton Dock, and Sam Renzel were probably the three names that were uh, the closest to cracking my top 10 prospects list. And also, I wanted to mention this one time as well. This is my Blackhawks top 10 prospects list. So if you feel differently, you know, that's awesome. You can go and comment in the, uh, down below and let me know why you feel differently. But don't be hating. Don't be throwing shade or anything because, listen, this is prospects list are always a little bit of a guessing game. I mean, these guys are 18, 19, 20 years old. Never, most of them have never played any at the NHL level. And a lot of them are, you know, really just getting their junior careers underway. So. Yes, it is not going to be 100% accurate in three to four years, more than likely, but it's for fun. We do these things for fun. So if you're throwing shade at me and saying I'm stupid for having someone at a certain point on this list, like, come on, don't, don't be doing that stuff. We're doing this for fun, and it's my list. So if you feel differently, you have a right to that as well, but don't be throwing shade or don't be hating. Um, but yeah, getting into my 
summer 2022 Blackhawks top 10 prospects list. I thought about this for a while because it's a deeper list than it's been really since I started doing the show. And uh, honestly, it's it was fun to kind of think about it more in depthly because for many years, I mean, past two years, it's really just been Lucas Reichel has been number one for the most part. Um, but yeah, starting with number 10 on my Blackhawks top 10 prospects list. Thought about this for a while, and it was someone who I thought was one of the biggest standouts at development camp recently, and that was Aiden Thompson, the third round pick for the Blackhawks in the 2022 NHL draft. He is a little bit older than most of the players that were taken. Uh, He is an overager. He's already 20 years old. He's going to be playing for the University of Denver next season. So kind of has a leg up on a lot of the competition after I, I think he's already played, yeah, two full years in the USHL for the Lincoln Stars. But Aiden Thompson, I think, was a fantastic selection for the Blackhawks in the third round. They got him 90th overall, and he really shined, I thought, at development camp. Not not only with the puck and his gifted abilities offensively, but the way he's able to play at a high pace, a smart hockey player, good instincts, good first pass out of the defensive zone, knows what to do with the puck in the O zone, knows how to cycle, makes a lot of smart reads, and also uses his, um, he's not a huge player, he's six foot, but he knows how to use his body in order to make things difficult for his opponent. So I really, really liked what I saw from Aiden Thompson. I saw the numbers that he put up for the Lincoln Stars when the Blackhawks first drafted him. I was like, holy crap, this kid scored 82 points in 57 games. And again, I get that you know he's older and has more experience than a lot of the kids he was taking on there, but uh, those numbers do speak for themselves a little bit. And I think this was a very good value pick by the Blackhawks at number 90. And um, hopefully Aiden Thompson will just continue to develop his craft as he goes to join on with the Denver Pioneers, a collegiate program that the Blackhawks know really well. Of course, um, Ian Mitchell spent a lot of time as the captain of the University of Denver. Uh, It's an organization that they know well. Slava Demin used to play for Denver as well. Uh, So that's a, a very good and trusted program for Aiden Thompson to go to, to kind of further continuing developing that, that game of his. But yeah, I really liked what I saw from him. Overall, a good offensive balance game, uh, strong shot. He's someone who has a good playmaking ability, but don't, don't, you know, you, you got to pick him up when he's in the slot and when he has the puck on his stick or else he'll be able to beat the goaltender. He's got a strong shot, just a good overall offensive game, good hockey IQ, thinks the game well. Again, though, the biggest thing that stood out to me was his play in tight areas. We know that that's the biggest thing in the NHL. Everyone's so fast. You don't have a lot of time and space. Um, most of the time when the puck is on your stick, you have to make instant, quick instincts. You know, It has to be basically instinctual reactions. You can't be thinking too much out there or hesitant in between decisions. And Aiden Thompson really showed me that he thinks the game a step ahead of most players out there, has that good first pass. There were several times where, you know, when, when you're a forward and it's a battle, up near your blue line to get the puck out and to go turn something, uh, turn the play into something the other way. There were a lot of times where Aiden Thompson would make that quick play up the boards and get himself going, a give and go, quick first pass, go. He just recognizes what they're trying to do here and 
understands how it has to be done. That was the biggest thing that that really sh- um really stuck out to me. How well this kid thinks the game. So, uh Aiden Thompson, a great third round pick, great value in the third round I thought for the Blackhawks. Again, I think he's going to play two years for the Denver Pioneers, I would expect, and hopefully he'll be able to round out his game a little bit more, get some better experience against uh, a little bit better competition because that's probably one of the biggest knocks on Thompson at this point. The best league he's played in at 20 years of age is the USHL. And uh, even, you know, college hockey is good. I'm not knocking college hockey or anything, but um, he he is going to probably be three, four years away, despite being 20 years old from being NHL ready. I would imagine, unless he goes and absolutely tears it up for Denver. Uh, I would guess he's someone that based on the track record and where he's played so far in his career, he seems like someone that would need time in Rockford and wouldn't just come immediately out of college to jump at the NHL level. Now I'm not saying that can't happen, but I think that's probably just the more likely path for Aiden Thompson. So even though he is 20 years old, still probably, I would guess, three to four years away from being NHL ready. But um, the skill set that he has already at 20 years old, he's going to a trusted and prestigious program in Denver, uh, known for helping get players ready to go to the next level. All signs are pointing, and at least in my opinion, that Aiden Thompson can be a, a middle to bottom six piece for the Blackhawks one day. And in the third round, um, that's all you can ask for, really. You're not going to get too many superstars or top line players in the third round, but if you can get value pieces, there's that freaking fly again. I don't know if you guys saw him, uh, but you want to get value pieces and depth pieces and guys who can help round out your roster. And if Aiden Thompson be- can become that one day down the road for the Blackhawks, then, then that's a massive win. And I also wouldn't count out his offensive abilities because we've seen him um, do do some really impressive things for the Lincoln Stars. And also at development camp, I thought he was one of the better and smarter players with the puck on his stick. So uh, for many different reasons, I have Aiden Thompson opening things up at number 10 on my Blackhawks top 10 prospects list. All right, folks, I think that is going to wrap up Friday, July 29th episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show and be sure to go and follow Lockdown Blackhawks right now, wherever you get your podcasts, and go and subscribe to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube, and you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, be sure to go and check out the Lockdown NHL podcast for all the latest news and updates from the NHL offseason. It's free and available on all platforms, so be sure to go and check out Lockdown NHL right now, wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, Thank you for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you can also go and check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talkin' Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And for any questions at all regarding anything related to the show, feel free to email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com, or you can call 708 653 0572 to leave a voicemail. And also, you can hit me up on any one of my Twitter accounts. Once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. Um, I'm your host, Jack Bushman. Until tomorrow's episode, enjoy your weekend, everybody. Thanks again. 
for tuning into Lockdown Blackhawks, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.